Hey, it's Father Roderick, and you're about to listen to The Gospel for Geeks, which is the audio version of the homily that I did last Sunday. Now, my apologies for the audio quality. Uh, for some reason, the Mac was using the internal microphone of this super tiny laptop instead of my high-quality Rode microphone, the lavalier microphone that I normally use to record my voice. So there's a lot of echo, there's a lot of noise coming from the fan, the internal fan of this old MacBook. So yeah, it's less optimal than I would like to, but hopefully you can still get something out of it. And again, uh, my apologies. Next time, I'll try to do better. Steven Spielberg's movie, E.T., is one of those beloved science fiction classics that everyone loves. And it's great to see that just like Star Wars and some other classic movies, this story works for every new generation. And there are still kids nowadays that discover this wonderful adventure of this boy called Elliot and this strange creature from outer space who, in the middle of a a dark night lands on our planet and loses his, his fellow aliens, his friends, and then is left alone and finds shelter in a little shed. A bit like Jesus ultimately was born in also very, very modest, humble uh, dwellings. And then starts to befriend the people around him. But not everyone is immediately open to this new creature. In fact, everyone is afraid. So it begins with fear, and that fear evokes also fear in E.T. He too is afraid, and it takes a while for the family of Elliot and E.T. to come together. But once that trust is there, E.T. is more than welcome. And in fact, this alien, this stranger, brings so much that they had never expected. He's able to heal. When he touches plants that have withered, they start to bloom again. He's able to do amazing things. And most importantly, he brings a message, not just to Elliot's family, but to us as viewers, that instead of being afraid of the stranger, once you open your heart, that stranger may actually bring you so much that you didn't have yourself and that enriches your life. If only the friendship that is a gift from the stranger. But in the story, of course, we also see the opposite reaction. We see people freaking out about this alien. We see government officials, the military, and they are so perturbed by this alien that they try to capture him. And once they have him, they want to dissect him and analyze him. It's out of fear. They feel that maybe this is the first one of an army who's going to invade. It's a totally different mindset. And it's not by accident that in this fairy tale, because that's what it is, the children understand much easier why they should welcome this alien in their midst than the grown-ups. It's a perfect reflection of the readings of today where the main theme is people on the move. And Abraham is evoked 
as an example of someone who had to leave everything behind to venture in this strange new world that was promised to him, really not having anything to rely upon but his faith. And because he's been traveling around and the only thing that he had left was his wife, Sarah, who was infertile, and his tent, maybe a, a bit of personnel, um, he understands what it is to be on the move, to not have a permanent house, to constantly have to travel from one place to another. And remember a few weeks ago we read that wonderful story uh, where in the middle of the day when it's super warm outside, he sees three strangers approach him. And the natural reaction would be to be afraid, to be wary. These could be robbers, they could be violent. Why would you trust these people that you don't know? But Abraham, knowing very well that these strangers are very similar to himself, opens his tent, opens his heart, prepares food, gives them to drink, let them rest in the shadow. And it's that openness and his, the quality of his welcome that is rewarded by these strangers. Now tell him, next year, your wife, even though this is impossible, she will have a child. And that fruitfulness of Abraham's heart that is so open to strangers that come to ask for help is given us as an example of how we should behave towards the strangers in our world, in our midst. And Jesus also uses this story to tell his disciples that no matter at what point in their life, even if it's in the second or in the third watch, they should always be ready to open the door. They should be ready to receive whoever knocks on their door. And you shouldn't do that out of fear for punishment if you don't. But because there is a relationship between you and your master, and that openness of the heart, if you are ready to open the door to whoever knocks on it, even if it's in the middle of the night, will be rewarded. Because Jesus says, everything changes. The servants who were ready to receive their master and give him food, instead are welcomed at the table of the Lord. They can rest, and he will go to the kitchen and prepare food for them and serve them. It's, it's exactly what Jesus does. When he is welcomed in the world, he doesn't claim his position as the Son of God. But instead, when you welcome him, he contributes to our lives. He is the one who serves us, who feeds us, like he does in the Eucharist every time we, we celebrate it. But he can only do that if we open our hearts, if we welcome him. And he warns us, sometimes I will return in your life at a moment that you don't expect. And he uses a strange example of a thief in the middle of the night. And I think he does that on purpose to say, it's not just the time, it's not just the moment that you don't expect, but it's also the appearance you maybe don't recognize. And this brings me to the application of these Bible readings. Why is this so important? We live in a world where people are constantly on the move. One of the biggest problems the world faces right now is the refugee crisis. 
And it's not just, you know, what we hear a lot if you live in the United States about people from Mexico trying to escape their country where there is so much violence, where the drugs mafia is so strong and so such a menace for the future of new of future generations that they that they cross the border illegally and try to get a job and make a living. But it's it's also the people of Ukraine who are on the run. Hundreds of thousands have fled to neighboring countries. A lot of them are living here in the Netherlands because it's no longer safe where they live. There is no future for them at the moment. Imagine how it is to be in that position. These readings are so relevant for today because our natural reaction is to close our borders, to be afraid. And in fact, politicians talk about that all the time. How can we big, build bigger walls? How can we keep people outside? Whereas the readings try to make us more sensitive to the fact that we too have been in that same situation as those refugees. We too have been lost. There have been moments in our lives where maybe metaphorically we were lost. We didn't know where to go. We didn't feel safe. We, were, we felt menaced. We felt pushed out of our daily routine, out of our security, out of our health maybe. And who do you cling to? And you know from experience how, how much it is a blessing when you have friends that welcome you, that open their doors, literally, or again, symbolically, that welcome you with all your worries and the loss and the hurt into their own lives and tell you, don't worry, I'm, I'm here for you. What do you need? Can I help you? This is the dream of Jesus when it comes to his church. And the story of E.T. is a fairy tale that wants to show us the mirror. How do we treat people? Are we afraid of them? Do we try to dominate them, to control them? Or can we be like the children in that story? That after a little bit of apprehension at first, open our hearts and they touch and the magic uh, starts to work and healing occurs. The church is called to be like that, to be a family of the children of God who, like our Father in heaven, welcomes everybody because the stranger, the refugee, the person who is homeless, the person who has nothing to eat, they are just like us, children of the same God. Maybe, right now, less fortunate than we are. But as brothers and sisters, children of the same Father, we are called to be like Elliot and his sister. To open our hearts, to make friends, to not worry about what we're going to lose if we welcome strangers in our midst, but that instead we are aware of what we have to give and that we are hopeful that if we open our lives to the stranger, these strangers can become friends, and friendship always enriches us. Amen. Amen.